Welcome back to the Audacity Podcast. I'm Janae, your host, and I'm sitting here with Alex, your co-host. And today we are talking all about our pivot, or not technically pivot, but leaning a little bit more into photography. Grab your tea, take a seat, and get ready to embrace and learn from our audacity. You're probably used to us spilling the tea, so I am going to start with my audacious moment of this week. And honestly, I would say as a branding person, yes, and I said person, who has been doing this for about six years at this point, I would say the most audacious thing is that branding firms don't get the credit for the work that they do. Um, And I have had to put in my contract lately, like that you credit us (laughs) for photography, for our work. Like if you're on publications, like, because we technically provided you with your fantastic intellectual property that is, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, influencing the minds of. Yeah. And when other people (laughs) see that, they're like, oh, I love that brand. I want that too, blah, blah, blah. And then they don't know where to find it. And they can't, like, you're. It's free marketing that you're getting by creating a beautiful brand, and then you also are not getting it because no one's giving you the credit for it. I know it's it's ah it's to me has yeah it has been annoying. It is the best way, and I'm trying to be polite about it, but you know it fucking frustrates me. <laughs> Put a lot of work into it. Give a girl some type of credit. Polite, okay, <laughs> give me some props. Give me some kudos. Alex, what about you? What about you? What is your audacious moment this week? My audacious moment this week is. <laughs> collaborations that don't make sense <laughs> I've been seeing quite a bit lately and there's like bad collaborations are one thing but I feel like collaborations that quite literally do not seem like they go together yeah it's just mind-blowing to me and I don't know how these people got there like I don't know if they're reaching out because they both have clout but they're not even in the same industry like it's very confusing like that I don't might really be a it. whole conversation within itself it clout is. collaborations yeah just to do it just to do it a like, collab episode you know soon. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely think it's very, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I no. don't know why people do certain things and we're going to dive into that in TikTok pretty soon coming up, but it's just, there's so many different, like in huge brands, like national, international brands. Yeah. Well-recognized. Like you're just, um, Pepsi just put one out with IHOP. With IHOP. <laughs> and it's like maple syrup flavored Pepsi or something. I don't even know what it is. And I don't like, at least they're both food, I guess. But like, what? I just, I just. Maple syrup, Pepsi. Well, like, who benefits? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, are more people going to IHOP because they like Pepsi now? Or Is it only available at IHOP? Like, what's going on? Yeah, are you buying Pepsi because you like pancakes? Like, that's what... What's the goal, I guess? Also, like, how get. do we decide this syrup that goes on, like, pancakes and breakfast food should go into a soda? Because it's so gross. You don't pick that. <laughs> Drink a soda with breakfast. I mean, maybe. Ew, shit. Oh I hope my not. God. I See, hope you're not drinking soda with breakfast. I don't get it and I never will. That's the tea. <laughs> That's okay. So, those are our audacious <laughs> moments of the week. You know, tune in next week to hear some more crazy stuff. Obviously, mine are always like uh, sassy, and Alex's are always like totally related to marketing and social media. <laughs> this is ridiculous thing I just saw. <laughs> this week's episode is all about how we are planning to evolve the photography aspect of Auden Creative Company. So if you guys have tuned into Anita's episode, um, which is episode four, just you know, <laughs> a, humble, <laughs> a humble shout out, yeah. uh, you guys will know that I offered photography starting in 2018 um, 
after though, like that means I'd already been in business for about two years without offering photography to my clients. Um, and one of the reasons that I decided to find a photographer was because I would pass on the baton after doing all the branding, <laughs> pass on the baton and say, oh yeah, like go find your photographer, X, Y, Z, they should do this. And then I would literally have clients come back and like, you know, you would have a healthy food brand photograph fruits and veggies on a black backdrop. And I was like, Oh, where's the disconnect? I mean, and they were primary colors. That's just like one example. Yeah. I was like, where the hell is this disconnect? Well, I think that's how you learn like that it's a full experience and it's not yes. just a logo and a packaging or whatever. Like it's not just a website. It's not just one item. It's yeah. the entire experience of like. Of all the touch points. A whole brand suite essentially that involves everything and you can put the photography on the website and like you have to have essentially one person spearheading that whole experience because otherwise you're going to have different views and different like opinions and also just like a different eye and different yeah. creative direction will be off. Yeah. Right. So like that was kind of where I saw it I was like, ah, I kept passing on the, mm-hmm. the baton for the companies to go find their own photographer. And I just kept missing the mark. And I was like, I can't even share that on my social media. Cause that's like so off the mark of what yeah. it should be. Um, so I was like, okay, if I find a really great photographer, I will offer photography as a service. And just like you said, I will offer it through an entire brand experience mm-hmm. um, that can be grouped together rather than single edition of photography. Yeah. So we had never really offered photography as a single a la carte service mm-hmm. pretty much until 2022. So 2018 to 2021, yeah. they were it was booked with branding services. Now, we're in 2022. And we are taking a huge pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, if you follow us on social media, even my personal page or Thought and a Company page, you will see that we are pivoting into product photography a lot more. I mean, like, we have figured out, or I should say I had figured out, we had figured out. I mean, there was a, a lot of conversations with a lot of different people. <laughs> oh, <my goodness>. <laughs> <laughs> to figure out that, like, just offering photography for us was... It aligned a lot more with um, our sister company, Creatively Stock, anyway. Um, and as I've told Alex many times before, like I was just looking for something that allowed me to have creative direction and styling, but did not require me to sit at the computer for multiple hours a day for pretty much all year, right? Because I take yeah. on branding clients all year. And we were looking for some, I was looking for something. <laughs> yeah. That allowed me to extend that creative stretch that I love but not technically be squandered at a desk. And we had decided that why not? Like, right? Mm -hmm. Photography is gold. Content is gold. Yes. We're quite good at it, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, when we are doing it for our branding clients, we have created masterpieces. Um, And it's interesting because it feels like I'm starting from scratch. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little scary. (laughs) I know technically I'm not, but it feels like I'm starting from scratch because like we're talking about test shoots. Yeah. You know? Well, that's the thing is I think like a lot of, it almost sounds like <laughs> hypocritical what we've said so far because it's, you know, you need the whole suite and you need the whole experience as a full well-rounded thing. But at the same time, we're not pivoting to just doing the <laughs> photography. But I do think it doesn't go both ways. Yeah. I think if you have the logo and the packaging, you need the photography to match. Absolutely. But I don't think you have to start from that end. I've personally done branding photography before on my own mm-hmm. like, independently and I've never done their logos. I mean, before they came to me or anything, they just come with their products as already exists. And whether, you know, I think the logo is great or not, doesn't matter or whatever it is. And, you know, there's personal branding too, as well, that I've done a lot more of, obviously, just because 
portraits gravitate towards me a little more, but um, that's obviously something like not everyone who's like a real estate agent has like their own logo. <laughs> Sometimes they just need some creative headshots that aren't necessarily like boring. Um, so I think there's a lot of different layers to it. And I definitely think that you can do the branding photo part without necessarily having to do an and entire overhaul of the entire brand. I think I 100% agree. I center in on 100% agree is that like, like you said, there are beautiful brands out there yeah. that already exist that we did not have to do the branding part of, mm-hmm. but photography wise, I feel like even as I have been able to style other shoots, right? I'm like, yeah. okay, so you, I'm using my, my branding knowledge, my branding expertise. I'm like, you have this beautiful brand. I read your um, brand content guide that, you know, your brand strategist has passed on. Like, I can see that maybe we can extend this, we can pull this color, we can bring in texture this way, you know, we can I bring think in diversity. the difference. Yeah. Is that like I think I, I think I think of it as like a whole branding yes. experience and, and that's extension. The difference. And I think people who might have like marketing or branding background, and honestly, like that's kind of how I've seen it on my own too, is not necessarily like do I need to change your brand, but like what is your branding already? And mm-hmm. what do you have on your Instagram already? What do you or what are you missing? What holes can we fill? That kind of thing. And I honestly take that approach on my own too, just doing like small branding projects for just, you know, local people or whatever. I am always looking into what they already have in terms of images and trying to switch it up a little bit because it's like you don't necessarily need, you know, 500 pictures of your product. Maybe you need somebody using your product or, you know, you making your product or something like that. There are different angles. And I don't think everyone necessarily, like, I don't think every photographer or every branding photographer necessarily knows that end of things and has kind of explored the branding, like, full suite and the full experience of what that necessarily entails. I don't think that's something that every branding photographer has necessarily touched. Yeah, I think, and I think that's like our unique selling point on mm-hmm. this anyway, is that we have been doing branding for about six years. We've been doing, you know, photography for about four of those six years as an addition to an extension of your brand. And that's how we will always think about it. Like, you know, we were sitting there deciding who we were going to reach out to, to offer free test shoots to, and we're like, Hey, let's go on their website. Let's see what they already have. Mm-hmm. And this is how we're going to extend. Like we're, we're checking to make sure they're actually a good fit for the direction that we want to go. Yeah. And our, for our photography, um, as well as making sure that their brand aligns with where we want to go. And I think that is not what necessarily a lot of people think about. Yeah. Really well, get through yeah. the whole process of us kind of transitioning into this, it's been a little more eye-opening too into like all that it entails. And yeah. like I said, I've done it here and there, but not, you know, to a full-time extent Mm -hmm. so I think when you take it on as something that is your primary offering that's really when you start to realize like oh you need a space to do this in you need a prop library Mm -hmm. essentially that you can use for all these different projects will become our best friend (laughs) absolutely that rapid pickup at Home Depot 100% would recommend say love our tips and tricks that we're learning we're love painting backdrops and I just think even like when we were doing our branding shoot at the beginning of the year I was like mm-hmm. painting backdrops was it was fun it was like oh my I'm God, trying I to it. extend what we created on the computer and what's digital into photography yes. and we were doing that just with people we weren't even doing that with products so like we weren't even going to be as detailed as you can with products because yeah. products you have this very small like we said it's a tabletop you know Mm -hmm. we did (laughs) pop it on like a coffee table you know you put your backdrops up you have this very limited amount of space but you can do a lot within that space and I just think that that it makes sense for us to go there Um, we can obviously accomplish a lot more photography 
clients or photo mm-hmm. shoots in one year than we could branding clients because branding clients have a cap regardless, especially if they're a three-month project, which means you can only take yeah. On well, so there's many a lot of back and forth with that kind of thing, and the photography stuff is a little more straightforward. Where it's like, here's the concept, here's the Pinterest board, you know, here's the mood board, and you know what you're getting. Like it's very clear. Yeah. Even like from someone who does not have a photo eye, who is just hiring you because they don't have the experience to do this, they don't know what's going on, they don't know what to expect, but like they have an idea for what they want, and it's made very clear through all the communication, and then you know you get the end product. There's not really a lot of like oh, I'd like if this was, like, a slightly darker shade of green or whatever. Like, there's no back and forth like there are with designs and mm-hmm. logos and layouts and all of that other stuff that, you know, you're used to working in. So you're kind of and like skipping all of that, which I know is the part that is appealing. <laughs> it's a right word. We're, right, we're, I don't know if that's the part that's <laughs> Not having to go back and forth with your life. Oh, yeah, that's the part that's appealing. I think that's the part that's appealing. <laughs> I think it for sure. I thought you were talking about the other way around. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that that... Right there is a, a very good point. It's like we go back and forth with branded clients a lot. <laughs> a huge part of branding is that communication aspect that requires you kind of not to technically be on call 24-7 because I got more boundaries yeah. than that. But, like, they expect things. They expect a, a, to be heavily involved yeah. in the opinion and sway of the project rather than if you were shooting photos. They're like, Yeah, I okay. also think it's a lot harder. And I know, like, this is, like, really deep, but I feel like – with design, like graphic design, logo design, things like that, and even website design, you're kind of trying to create something that doesn't already exist. And for someone to give you their inspiration and their, like if I was starting a new business and I need you to make me a logo, I would have to come up with like the thought of the image I have in my head, I have to somehow communicate to you so that you can create the thing that doesn't already exist. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to photos, it's like, you may have this image of what you'd like it to look like and you may not be able to find a corresponding picture on the internet, but like you can find a corresponding concept and you can tell us what colors and like the items exist, like a teacup and tea leaves and you know, everything we use, for example, for our podcast shoot, all of that stuff exists. Like it wasn't hard for me to communicate to you like, Oh, let's do this teacup on a backdrop with, you know, you said curtains and the microphone and such. Like it was really easy to communicate that because those things exist. Even though technically we cannot find it on Pinterest. Yeah. And sometimes you just, exactly. Like it doesn't, it hasn't been done before necessarily, but it does. Those items are real. Like you're just photographing things that exist in the world and you know, logos and other design like that, that stuff doesn't already exist all the time. Yeah. I would 100% agree that that is the case, right? Because for branding, I'm like, all right, got to sit down with you. We have to consult. We have to pull like read out. Line. <laughs> we got to pull it out, right? We got to yeah. pull out what you're trying to say to me, but we're not mimicking and copying. And I think mm-hmm. for photography-wise, once you set your tone for as a photography studio or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we'll brand it as a content creation studio. Shit, yeah, I don't know. It's, studio, yeah. it's a work in progress. We shall but see. <laughs> you have your look and you have your feel and people gravitate to you because that is what you're producing and that's what they want. So they're like, yeah. I want that. Like, I know that I want that editing style. I know that I want that photography style, mm-hmm. but here's my concept. And I think that is actually low-key easier than branding. Even with branding, like you think that you've like set your niche yeah. you have your own design style as a branding studio but you still may get that one person who inquires and they're like actually i would like a little bit of illustration yeah <laughs> i'm like what about my portfolio says that i do that all right i'm like nothing nothing <laughs> nothing not my like yeah so i'm like i think that that right there is just interesting as a whole because you're like photography this is what you get. Branding feels like a little bit more wiggle room. It's I think it's even interesting for me, like as 
a person who constantly is communicating the vision photography wise, yeah. um, but never picking up a camera. <laughs> yeah. And I do, and I think that, I mean, that's why I was scared to pivot. Like, I think I've been playing around with this idea for a while and it's like been in my head, like, you know, as we upped our game, especially in 2020 and 2021 with photography, yeah. I was like, I felt like it was the next step mm-hmm. <laughs> to pivot, to offer it as an a la carte, like kind of service. Um, but I was like, I don't, you know, it's not me shooting them. It's yeah. just like literally me being there as a creative director well, and think stylist. We've talked about it. I think that's like the part of it that makes it successful and important is the fact that, you know, there's a person there to just style yeah. it and just, and you're both on the same page too. Like you're both, you know what the vision is for the shoot, the photographer and the stylist can work together in the same manner to achieve the same goal. Like, you know what the end imagery is supposed to look like and you're both on the same page with that. But yeah. at the same time, like, I can say from a photography standpoint, it's a lot to have to visualize all of it while also getting like your camera settings and everything. Like, you know, you have to work a lot on the technical end of things, but also just like remembering what the, you know, shot list says and yep. um, trying to do it all on your own is a little much, honestly, because you're also like up and down and moving. Like you, there's a lot of moving pieces and there's a lot of moving the set around and stuff. And that's yeah. a lot to remember sometimes. And it's kind of and I think, like we said, and again, in Anita's episode, that we work more efficiently absolutely, as a camera styling, you know, team. Yeah. Like, even when we were doing the uh, Art of Sucre shoot over the summer, we had so many people yes. in the studio. The, arguably too many. <laughs> but it was super fun, so it's fine. <laughs> and also, don't tell Sweet 226 that. <laughs> but we had a copious amount of people yeah. in this little tiny studio and we were working our butts off but at the same time like it actually went beautifully absolutely i and there's little things like the coconut being needed to be cracked open right like and the the fact that we had three people we could send outside to go do that at once was amazing because otherwise like what would we stop the whole shoot to open a coconut and bring it back in like that would have been so elaborate oh coconut (laughs) i mean yeah that's its own thing but i just those little things that, like, things need to be done sometimes during the shoot. There's not – not everything can be done prior to Right. And I'm, like, even – so Anita was shooting what I set up, and I went to go set up a different scene, mm-hmm. but I also was overseeing Sophie doing the flat lays, right? Yeah. But, like, technically speaking, you know, um, the intern team was styling the flat yeah. lays. Carly was spinning cotton candy for a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm, like, you were taking like a lot going BTS on. for everyone. Yeah, I had four cell phones <laughs> I'm, like, but it's it's – because we worked so seamlessly together, yeah. it was a pretty easy breezy process. And that's pretty much how it goes for most of the photo shoots that I do, especially product based when I work even with Sharon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm there, I'm styling it, you know, like we pop, like all three of us are working and we're just saying like, this is, this is the vision, this is the goal, like to do this, this is the shot list type of Absolutely. thing. Um, but just having me be able to step back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, it's very nice to have, like, two people that are on the same page. Like, you know, when we did the podcast shoot, you and Nina were on the same page of what it was supposed to look like. And I was also there on the same page. But I felt you led that a lot more than I, I think, did. Well, yeah. <laughs> Oliver was home, so that's not. <laughs> but I think, you know, we also have the advantage of even if you have a photographer who might not necessarily be on the same page, I think it's still absolutely manageable mm-hmm. because as long as the person styling and kind of running the flow of things is fully aware of what the vision is supposed to be, which like would be your job as the consultant to whoever the person who owns the brand is, you know what I mean? That's like a facilitator for the photographer to not have to necessarily like do all of that connecting because also like when you do freelance, I mean, unless it's an in-house situation, like, 
you're hiring someone who probably doesn't do this all the time. Like maybe like Anita, for example, is primarily weddings now and this is something she does. Like, yeah, she's for us much, on yeah, the fly. So on the fly. For yeah. other people that are like that that have other areas of interest that they either primarily work in or just work in at other times, they have to kind of turn into this like have a full understanding of the brand and like meet these clients and and they don't necessarily always have time for that. So like being able to bring in someone who you may like their style or their talent or something like that, but you still being there to kind of lead the creative direction on behalf of the client and of yourself. I think that is also just as achievable in terms of like excellent images. Yes. 100%. So as we are, again, I don't word I feel like I want to use this pivot because it yeah. keeps popping up. It's not like a reinvention It's no, we've done it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely just, not. Yeah, we're not reinventing it. Yeah, I mean, like the way brand was semi-separate. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of its own thing. We're reinventing maybe our style a little bit. I think we're yeah. kind of going away from that airy feel. We want it to be very bold and striking, and we want the lighting to be very bold and striking, which I think is something new for us, is that lighting aspect. It's that, also very new. for The whole concept is very new for, like, me as a person. Yeah. And I think you can say the same with, like, the primary colors in my closet and most of my life are neutrals. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm a neutral your, girl, man. Your brand, when I was interning, I was like, this is, like... The just like in my head like this is so like these blues and this like mm-hmm. super calm neutrals and everything I was like wow it's beautiful and now you were like here's these bold colors and it took me a second in the beginning I was like ah. you're like Janae, what are this. you doing I was like it's pretty don't get me wrong but like you're like what I'm like even I was not used to it because you know yeah. I, your girl likes a neutral a yeah. neutral life a neutral feed but I, like I think I was telling you was I was like re, I rebranding it because I was like where is the color and creativity? I felt like all of these branding firms have become very neutrals, very yeah. browns, very beiges, greens, blacks. So I was like, where the hell is color yeah. and creativity? I like, think I got comfortable been... because my like like my enjoyment for neutrals became trendy. Yeah, and I think I was comfortable with that, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm right. Like these right, are because this I'm is like, a trend, and what I like is a trend. So we are ooh, naturally neutral people. Like, yeah. And we were like, this is this is comfortable. But I was like, I think as I was just scrolling, I was like, I literally all the branding firms have the same three colors yeah. as their base colors, and none of them have color in it. And they're and all beige. Like, <laughs> they're all very beige. And like we kept our beige, right? Yes. Yeah. As I was rebranding, I was thinking about Creatively Stock and thinking about Auto and Creative Network and how they all needed to technically fall under the same yeah. umbrella. So some colors needed to overlap. Well, but you don't want to overwhelm. I mean, you don't want it to be right. so busy that you can't actually see the value of every image because it's just like color being thrown at your face exactly right so i'm like it's it's interesting it's new for sure it's definitely opened and opened my mind more i think after we did the podcast shoot i was like this is so pretty like i never realized how much i could love like harsh light harsh light color orange i was like i can't imagine like i was painting it i was like this is so orange like i i would never choose to use this it's in so any context. Yeah, no. It photographed excellently. I know. And then the photos <laughs> came back and I was like, first of all, Anita's a god. And also these are like amazing. Like they just, they're so impactful. And I don't think I fully connected like, oh, colorful isn't goofy. It's yeah. like impactful and intense and passionate and meaningful. Like I don't think I ever connected those two things. And it was, it's interesting. I'm, I'm very into it now. Now I'm fully on the board. I'm like, I, and I <laughs> like that even more. Took like, a minute. Even as we are, like, navigating what, like, the trend of, I guess, 2022 photography is, I saw saw a lot of harsh light and color. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of harsh lighting color. That's kind of what, like what I've been seeing. And I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm here for it. I'm here for the color. I'm here for the harsh light. We've yeah. only ever shot with natural light photographers. I've been running from harsh light my entire life. <laughs> Literally like a nightmare. Like, no, thank you. I don't ever No, It was, I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> that's, funny. that's the thing I need to explore ever in my life. But thank you for asking. Well, you know me, I'm like, I'm, I'm all for trying things. Like yeah. I, I've had Anita shooting direct sunlight and she's like nearly killed me Well, for I it. think that's where <laughs> I'm, I'm growing from being on this like journey with you is that like you're making me try things <laughs> that I would never do myself, which is good because I, I should try them and it's paying off. I mean, everything looks amazing. So like, I know it's like, and so the vibe is there. That's the style that we are trying to accomplish with our test shoots, right? We're trying to go and we're trying to say like, Hey, um, the idea of test shoots is to establish like really beautiful images with more studio-based lighting than we are used to. Yeah. Um, and even like, even if I'm saying test shoots, I'm saying test shoots like I'm a, I'm a fucking expert. I'm I not. Know. We just learned what test shoots were. The test shoot. We just learned it. This week. Uh, not <laughs> at all. Maybe um, a day ago. Which is like, <laughs> it probably was a day ago. I think it was. <laughs> like, which is humbling, but I'm like, I'm learning Absolutely. what test shoots are. I'm learning more about the photography side of things just because like, it's not really something I explored. Like, I've always been a person who's like, I hired someone to do that. Like, mm -hmm. I take my creativity, I put it into the shoot, I hire somebody to operate yeah. the camera. But, like you well, said, you're intrigued. So. You're intrigued. I'm intrigued by it. Like, yeah, I'm I mean, even so, intrigued. like, I've been operating a camera for six plus years now, and I still don't, like, harsh light, not my expertise. Like, these right. are things that we're going to definitely have to learn together. And, like, those are things I don't have access to either. Like, I don't have, you know, the equipment for something like that because I mainly do portraits. So, like, as we move into that kind of thing, that's definitely going to be something that we have to get through as a unit, <laughs> like learning what necessarily is needed for, you know, a studio if we ever, <laughs> ever get there. <laughs> if we ever freaking get there, right? <laughs> if someone graces us with the opportunity to lease from them, that'd be great. We're doing our best. <laughs> um, but even circling back around to, like how I said, I accounted for our colors haven't having to overlap with yeah. what we were doing in our secondary businesses. Um, I didn't think like when I rebranded, you know, obviously I knew that like we needed some cohesion mm -hmm. <laughs> because we were operating three companies yeah. uh, <laughs> and we needed some cohesion besides like the name. And one of the things that I kind of found as I started diving more into creatively stock and mm -hmm. working on our pitch for that and like what it looks like for us to bring this back to the market. I kept saying to myself, I was like, well, you know, like one thing that would be really great is if like we can link it back, <laughs> creatively stock can be linked back to Autumn Creative Co. If people yeah. wanted to book us to do images for their company, they were rooted in diversity. And I was like, but I feel like we need a more, concrete offering yeah and we need to they need to overlap right so like if we're doing photography and on creative company and we're also doing photography and creatively stock like they, they do and yeah. creative network i think and the other two like spin-offs if you will i think they <laughs> almost forced your hand into this becoming primarily a photography studio because even so i mean we talked about surprise surprise with interns and stuff doing like uh, content days and yes. things like that to help them build portfolio and like, like that leans into photo a lot too and there's just right it's, it's almost really not meant to be yeah. yeah it's it's low-key meant to be because as you 
part of the internship program is you get a pretty hefty photo shoot. Yes. Um, and, you know, we're all always thinking Arguably about... Arguably my favorite part. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite part. Super fun. For sure. <laughs> my favorite part. And that's like, but it's such a huge part. Yeah, absolutely. What we do is photography aspect, but then we also include a activity during the summer that is rooted in photography. Yeah. Well, and I can say too, from the intern standpoint, like it is incredibly like, not to be dramatic, but empowering, like to have that as a college, like I never had photos of myself in that capacity ever. Which and is why we like, do. <laughs> wow. Like I look like a professional human being. Like I look like an adult and I was, you know, arguably makes me an so, adult. I was makes like me so happy though. 20 or whatever. So I was technically an adult, but I didn't feel like one. So I was like, this is the first like acknowledgement of like, oh, you have a business. Like you run a business. And even for people who don't at that point in time, like it was I think great it was just nice networking. to have. Yeah. Like, I mean, your resume or like, yeah, networking, whatever you're doing, even just like having a professional social page or mm-hmm. whatever it is. There's just definitely a layer of that's not something that happens at that age usually. And well, I know, you know, that's that was a really valuable thing to that have. is like one of the reasons why I put it in the yeah. mix, right? Because I'm like, I didn't have a freaking headshot. Yeah. You know, a professional headshot mm-hmm. at <laughs> 19, 20. I go, but they're also very essential to network mapping and building your network to begin 100%. with. Um, so as like as we're kind of like reviewing this and I'm like really low-key kind of seeing all of the markers yeah. that this was going to happen eventually. Yeah. I'm like over here dying because all these signs yeah. I missed it. I yeah. was like definitely all these signs Long that we coming. missed it. Uh, and I think that's just naturally you get mm-hmm. comfortable in what you're offering. Of course. So you don't really change things but I'm like well, and you're good at it. <laughs> like right. I am good at it. You know if people want to give me my credit. Yeah exactly. exactly. Tag your designers people. Exactly. You know but, but yes like once you I mean you're good at something and you, you genuinely enjoy it and it's it takes a little bit of, like, unfortunately, it takes a little bit of, like, the previously mentioned burnout and just, like, maybe some crappy experiences. Yeah, to kind of change, of, right? You're, like, oh, To spark okay. that change. Yeah, you're, like, mm, I've talked to a couple too many people today. Thank you. Yeah. And then you're, like, signing off. I'm done. <laughs> and I think that that is, like, such a huge part is, like, I, I feel, I don't know. I feel like, yes, branding is great. But yes, photography is better. I'm like, even as I completed, let's say, the um, Cleveland Civil Rights marker, mm-hmm. right? And we went to go to the event to yeah. see one of the unveilings. And like, I had to have Sophie there because I'm like, photography is key. Like, what are we talking about? Like, you know, she got I, I, she got hired to photograph the unveiling. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, yes, get like our work in real, yeah. in real time. And I'm like, photography, everywhere you go, you will see yeah. photography. And it's just, unfortunately, like, I, not unfortunately, because, like, obviously that's what we're pivoting into. Yeah. But fortunately, content is gold. Really, yeah. Everyone needs it. I think we're pivoting more to product-based businesses because they need their content updated a little bit more frequently um, than someone who may be a service-based. In complete honesty, it's an easier starting point because they can just hand you the product. And it's a way easier. Like, no one has to be there. You don't have to meet people. You can work with people who are not necessarily local, which is also a goal moving yeah. forward and I think that's makes it a lot easier when they can ship you a product you could ship it back when you're done like that yeah. kind of I'm exchange like, is much easier than you know what are you going to do if you meet someone in California who needs headshots like you can't exactly and I think yeah <laughs> that's that. 100% that is 100% true right yeah. and like we plan to travel with creatively stock for photos anyway mm-hmm. like we really plan to build a pretty great photography team yeah photography video type of ordeal which mm-hmm. would pretty much put us 
and in media production standpoint anyway. And that's where we're going with Creatively Stock. Like, Creatively Stock will be classified as a media yeah. company. Well, that's what it always was meant to I mean, yeah. that's what it was always meant to be, was stock images. Of mm-hmm. people. I mean, that's unavoidable <laughs> to the point where you were eventually going to get to have to do regular shoots. I mean, that's not like... That's where the content comes from. That 100% is the product itself. So that is, that is literally the product itself. And that's like where we were trying to go anyway. But like, yeah, I think I was talking to Ethan and I was saying like, I don't necessarily want to let go of Auden Inco. I don't. I go, but the demands of what a brand new project brings is no longer aligning with the two arms of my company that bring me joy. Yeah. I go, so we need to change something. Well, and I think that's kind of the key to it is like the bringing you joy part. Like if someone came along and had just like the dream brand and you were like, oh my God, I absolutely want to do this project. No one's stopping you. Like no. we may not be pushing out like, oh, come hire us for this specifically. But yeah, if someone stumbles along, no one's turning them down. You know, if it's a, a client that aligns with, you know, your values and where you're trying to head. Exactly. Then there's nothing stopping you from saying no. So you're not ever necessarily closing that off. I mean, it's not like you're going to forget how to do it. Exactly. <laughs> like, We're never closing it off, but I'm, I'm sure people have been a little bit confused because oh, yeah. we have not been promoting that we are doing branding projects. Um, and at the beginning of the year, it was mainly because I, ne- I needed a break. I needed a break yeah. from the client interaction. And I think I explained in the the burnout episode just about the like entitlement that people had to my time absolutely um and it was burning me out and it was just like it was literally draining the joy that I had for creating out of me just because the human react interaction aspect was just it was wild it was it was it was testy um and originally that's kind of like why I had taken a break because I was was just I was like I'll just take a break Mm -hmm. I'll get through this communication burnout (laughs) and it didn't pass (laughs) It actually did not pass. It like literally kind of kept getting bigger yeah. and greater. And I was like, Morse. I don't really think I want to deal with even like, cause we were even talking about like, let's bring in a project manager. And I was like, I yeah. still don't think I want to sit at a computer yeah. for four days a week, branding things, you know, working on all the aspects, building full on websites that require yeah. coding. I'm like, that literally is just me sitting at the computer. Like that is. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything to say about like it being a better or worse option. I think yeah. it's just a matter of like it's preference. It's literally a personal and preference. And like growth. Like yeah. I think it's changed for you over time and it doesn't make it like now you're in a better place than you were before. Like I don't think that that's the case. I think it's just different. Just I don't different. think it's like better or worse growth. It's just different growth. And I think everyone's wanting to switch it up a little bit. A little bit. And I, I will say this because now as I'm thinking about it, I definitely think that photographers get their credit though. <laughs> I would true. say the firms who do the photography work do get their credit um, because they're creating quite literal masterpieces that are being shared for inspiration from yeah. that brand. And when it's shared, it's easy to credit. Yes. Like it's right? not you just put that little, you just that meta tag in there, you know, just that little data. Yeah. It's <laughs> not like anything too complicated and something that's like widely recognized as an easy way to credit someone for their work. Mm-hmm. And I don't think necessarily like a logo or a tagline is going to get the same like in a yeah. magazine for example they're not going to type who did it underneath the tagline well and that's so that's like, isn't that the interesting thing right because like i have done many pr things mm-hmm. that i've submitted work to that i've had to mm-hmm. credit the photographer on but at the same time well at the same time this is this is literally my fascination with like intellectual property i swear to god I will like become an intellectual property lawyer just for the hell of it because it intrigues me so much. You have photography, 
that is credited. Mm-hmm. But when you submit a logo to a company, right, naturally, depending on what's in your contract as a design firm, yeah, you pass on the intellectual property license to the client. Like, that is how it works uh-huh. in my contract, which now got uh-huh. my gears turned in my head, like, photography contract. How does that work? But that's a whole yeah. different. That's a whole different. We will bring a lawyer on for that conversation. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I submit the credit to people. Uh-huh. Never have I had to submit the credit for the design. Yeah. Which I'm like, that makes, to me, no sense because they're about the same. Yeah. No, absolutely they are. I mean, it's it's almost like, uh, we talked about it. I mean, to have the full experience, you have to have both. Like, you have mm-hmm. to have the full experience. And it's kind of like pointless to credit part of the experience to whoever created that and not the other part to the other person. So Right. And it's like, and it's so interesting because like neither... Neither, like, you don't want to take away from people doing it, right? Like I said, yeah. I need to shop the images. Of course. Like, we planned for said shoot, but I need to shop the images. Of so, course. like, we did the prop shopping, and I, I maybe that's it. Maybe people are, like, they lack the education that really goes into, like, preparing for a I absolutely think that's shoot it. of that capacity, right? They're like, oh, that photographer did excellent. And I was like, I promise you. <laughs> Yeah, but the little hands moving, <laughs> yeah, uh, rearranging things and taking a step back and making sure details were there actually made that shot. And I just think that that to me it's been a humbling experience, obviously yeah. learning. But I was like, I'm definitely in more of a. And I also I just think photography is a better understood. I think it is, which is crazy. The thing yeah. than like styling or like creative direction <laughs> like those things are would just think bring awareness to all honestly like, like, <laughs> they're also like a little more broad like there's a lot that you can do with something like cr- the title of creative direction right. like mm-hmm. yeah like you can kind of do a lot with that so which I which we talked about it. in yeah. creative careers yeah like exactly. how that has evolved like art direction used to literally be like an art director used to be for a museum like a gallery yeah and it no longer is it's like they may totally style your shoot and I think it's like how the words have morphed into their own definitions of Absolutely. things, especially as we live in such a creative world. They yeah. just they get their own definition. Yeah. So and it's not hard everyone to, knows. It's hard to focus it. on that part of it because like for for normal people who are not necessarily creative minded all the time or you know, for people who are just on the outside of it, who are the consumer of said media, they just it's easy to wrap your head around a photographer. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a photo taken and someone took it and then they edited it and now it's in the magazine and that's like super easy to understand. Yeah, <laughs> everyone knows that where there's a photo, there's someone who took it, and that's not complicated. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's where you know that level of almost better recognition comes from because it's widely understood. I mean, it's not like a complicated concept. It's of course it's just as much work and it's just as much talent and skill and tools involved and all of that, but. People don't care about that yeah. at all. It they doesn't don't. matter if they know about it or not. They don't care. Yeah. So they care about how the image got there and they know somebody had to take it. And, and I even remember like uh, changing my contract to, well, like I don't get credit as a personal person. <laughs> like I ask for credit as a company. So I changed my contract yeah. to ask for credit. Like if you are contracted under Auden and Company for photography work then audit and company gets the credit because mm-hmm. it's not like you just decided to, to shoot it solo dolo yeah um, but like we get the credit because I definitely like I've explored the depths of like how we work with photographers and like where yeah. they are now especially in regards to like how they have networked in Cleveland mm-hmm. um, and like some have started some started with me like yeah. the first opportunities were with 
Me. Well, and you have the same thing <laughs> with like interns and such, having the photography internship. <laughs> That's its own level of experience and all that. And, you know, we'll see what that looks like in terms of this new pivot um, coming this summer. But <laughs> see, it'll be something to Holla. yeah, to navigate a little differently. But um, I'm like, I guess the interesting part about that one is like, how is the graphic designer going to do? We're sorry. We're sorry. Yeah. Well, it's listen, okay. I mean, there's still going to need to be stuff made. Say. This, this podcast account doesn't run itself, okay? Right. <laughs> so, well, the graphics yes. will be needed <laughs> at all times. And if you're not going to do them, we can... But I definitely think that even that, like, so. explores, like... I'm, like, sitting here and I'm low-key having, like, a, a holy shit moment. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, like, it's evolving in so many different yeah. places. Like, Well, I think that's always been the case. I think it's more so, like... I feel like the photography more so centers you in yeah. almost the middle of all three businesses. Yeah. Instead of being an Ogden company and having these two, like you said earlier, branches kind mm-hmm. of coming off. I think now with a photo studio, you're almost in the center and then you have Ogden company, which can be branding and can be whatever you need it to be, or it can just be a photo shoot. And yeah. then you also have creative network and creatively stocked that are very much their own things. Very. But you're kind of like in the center of the solar system there and everything like orbits around. This I think that's a good way idea of, of photography. It. It's a good way of putting it. But even like as we close the applications for <laughs> yeah. the internship program, I'm sitting here like maybe, maybe we should technically think about bringing in someone just for video. Um, and that aspect, because I'm like, yeah, if we're becoming more media centric yeah. and that's like kind of like where we are planting our feet firmly, then maybe we need some more media centric or like maybe we should bring in PR, right? A PR yeah. person. Yeah. Uh, and that now has me thinking because I, I pretty much copy and pasted, right? What we normally did. Yeah. I, also I didn't even think, think about it because I put them out in January. Yeah. The application's yeah, up yeah. in January. Now I'm like, oh, I also think though that like a lot of those experiences are, are still very needed yeah and although they align with necessarily like what where Odd and Co is headed I think creative network is meant for I mean everyone right I mean it's for copywriting and all of like any creative creative yes any creative career so I think limiting it you're limiting like who can you know experience that Mm -hmm. kind of benefit so I think it adding on things would be I mean video is like I think rapidly growing. Yes. So that's definitely something to acknowledge. But I don't think getting rid of anything else is necessarily like well, you know. the answer because it's like I like running obviously a team of like ten interns apparently. Yeah, of course. We're just gonna have like a million. That's <laughs> my it's our goal. We're gonna have like every intern that applies is just gonna get it and we're just gonna be like, this is fine. Yeah, but it's like it just like you said, it <laughs> photography centers us yeah everything moves around like we'll need photography for audio and creative network we'll need video for audio well, and also, network all this stuff is content and it all needs captions and it all needs like it's mm-hmm. you can't do any of it without the other stuff so that's very true i definitely think that it's all still very relevant in terms of what there's going to be work to be done i think there's gonna be plenty of it <laughs> yeah i 100 percent agree um i just think that we're going to be doing a lot of different shoots yeah <laughs> During the summer. I hope so. Uh, so I'm... <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah. We may have to bring on more than one photography intern mm-hmm. and just see what that looks like yeah. for us. Um, I don't even know where to segue off of that because I feel like <laughs> I got super distracted getting into my own head and thinking. But as you guys are kind of seeing, we are we're pivoting. And yes. I feel like I've been saying we're pivoting since like freaking 2021. Um, 
well, listen, there are a couple of years in there that have just been a little much, and <laughs> it seems like we might be getting a little bit of a break at least, so now's the time to pivot. Now's, now's the time <laughs> Quickly. to pivot into content, and it's too late. we won't ever, ever offer social media services ever, but yeah, content creation will help people on social media, and I think that that is, like, such an interesting thing, and, yeah. like, hopefully I think my goal is to not let us get lost in the mix, so making sure that, like, we have that odd and flair to like what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, because you, you can see that, you know, photography sometimes can, it's the same thing over uh, and over. Yeah, trends absolutely exist. Yeah. We've talked about that a couple of times. So. Yeah. So I'm like, I am interested to see how our test shoots go um, because we definitely Very are, um, we're definitely diving into this like head first. And I think that like, even from that, like, more safe networking that I would do. Like, I would go with people I know. Now we're reaching out to people we don't know. We're like, hey, come please shoot your product. Yeah, lots like, of blind DMs and <laughs> right? emails, shot cold, mark. And, cold emails, like, yeah. emailing and cold DMing. And we're like, yeah, we, we just want to shoot your product. Like, you can have the images. Like, we just literally want yeah. to get out there. We want, you know, test shoots. There's that, just a lot of fun stuff out there. Yeah. Like, there are so many There are so many great brands. Just, Yes. There's so, so many, many. Great, I'm like, I don't even know how people can create more brands because I'm like, there's, I know. So, there's so many great brands out there. And I think we found like there's so many great women-owned brands and yeah. like, color and, and the food space and the beauty space. And they all have like excellent packaging. Um, I don't excellent. think there's this weird, like, not weird, but just unexpected level of, you're not a small business. You're not local to anywhere. You're national, but you're not like a franchise like you're not like a yeah. corporate entity you're like still creative yeah and that's not something that I'm used to seeing which I think we've seen a lot of when we've been looking for brands that kind of align with where we're headed because a lot of them are super creative and super fun and like very modern and you know with the trends right now that which makes it run by really millennials <laughs> absolutely and for that's sure. I mean obviously that's new because you know millennials are able to do that at this point in time like you yeah. know previous to now that's not something that was possible so I definitely think it's becoming more and more noticeable like things are you know you have your soft drink options that are way cuter than coca-cola and Pepsi but are not as big as them either and that's okay like they're still on the shelves in the grocery store recognizable online and are shooting super cute photos with adorable packaging and you're right like, and you can tell this like, is you know <laughs> coca-cola has it they have their brand imagery guidelines that they have to stick yeah. to and you know what it is it's very commercial yes. <laughs> it is what we have seen Which for years works for them yeah and now we're seeing stuff like you know poppy and swoon yes. and olipop and you're seeing them like super cute packaging yeah super cute photography totally relatable to millennials yeah. <laughs> totally rela- relatable to us and we're like yes we want to shoot images like that like that and it's a very nice middle ground in like size of business yeah it is like it's i think that's that so i think that that's like what was hard like that this is all coming full circle because yes. i literally said to like my mentor i was like you know we're not a small we don't want yeah. small businesses mm-hmm. like we don't want startups we don't want what is considered to be like local small business you know because there's a difference between being like a medium small business um to like a medium business yes you know and you have to like (laughs) switch flip that switch in your brain i and that's what 
happened for me. I'm like, I have to switch. Like they are totally different. Like we don't want small businesses. Like we technically want those medium sized companies that are like still small and lovable, but like, yeah, I definitely had a minute to recognize that those companies exist. Like I, in my head, I think for the longest time, it's always been, you're either like me as a photographer who does like a couple of shoots a month or you're Coca-Cola. Yeah. (laughs) Where's the middle ground? (laughs) Yeah. Or like you're the pet store down the street or you're Petco. Like those are the options. It's one or the other. And I don't, I think I opened my mind that much to like the middle ground of like, like Olipop, for example, recognizable, almost anyone you ask, especially of our age group, our generation has tried it, has tried it and would recognize it mm-hmm. and would be able to tell you like what it is that it's, you know, a soft drink kind like, of Like even though you technically had a hard time finding else. it. I did. I didn't have a hard time finding it, but I was also only looking at a couple places. I know. But like, <laughs> Once I found it, it's pretty clearly like, obvious. I used like Carly over... Um, the summer had a harder time finding it. And she yeah. Goes, oh, I found it at Heinz. Well, like, and that's, it has a little bit of like an exclusiveness to it uh-huh. as well, which I think is very nice because also if it was everywhere like Pepsi was or Coke was, I wouldn't be as like, like, eh. into it. It loses the appeal. Yeah, I feel, <laughs> I feel, honestly, I feel special. And I'm like, wow, this is like a fancy drink with the cutest packaging I've ever seen mm-hmm. and like this cute little name and it's also delicious. And like, hmm interesting like it's not local it's not small it's not like someone out of their garage started it and whatever like it's pretty substantial but it's also not blinded by corporate greed and all that (laughs) other stuff like it's a nice middle ground that I don't think I realized existed until you know we started diving into this Very detailed searches. Yeah. I and spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah. And our constant DMs about, oh my God, look how cute this is. Mm-hmm. Until that, I don't think I really realized that that was And I think like cre- creative wise, like obviously we, I felt like we really dived into um, just like expanding what we did product wise. Like obviously I did for like homes with uh, Sharon, but like even last summer when we were shooting for Art of Supreme, we're like, you know, we want a tablescape. Yeah. You know, we want hands to technically only be the things that appear because that like aligned with their logo. And like I really yeah. started playing like on how their branding extended into photography and the fun ideas we can have even though I've been following weekend creative for god knows how long yeah. um and even though like I now follow like WonderCon and co and like I'm like I'm Burkle Hagen and yeah you know even though I work with like um Barty Taxel uh I'm like I still did for some odd reason I don't know just I was in a very branding mindset yeah of digital to paper <laughs> yeah or website and never really like what branding can look like in photography, you know, like if that's the pattern that we take from their branding and then we paint that on a paper backdrop. Yeah. And that's like what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, my introduction to branding photography was the intern shoots yeah. and like that kind of concept of like the person behind the brand was kind of where it started for me. So yeah. a lot of it was still light and airy because that was, I mean, that was our like, style and as a person also. So like that was more what I was drawn to and that's what a lot of what I saw and you know the photographers I follow and things like that that even do branding that's just their style because that's what I enjoy looking at so that's something that I think was disrupted by our new searches and our new follows and all that and it's pleasantly disrupted but yeah. I think it's bringing a little bit more color and bringing a little bit more I also think it's very interesting to say though because as you said like I don't see a stuffed ton of photographers in Cleveland doing product-based photography like we would be doing like we kind of have like you said we have a lot of people who folk go more people lifestyle based mm-hmm. using natural light 
do weddings, you know, more portrait style-esque things, but yeah. not really product-based photography. Like, you know, we have Berkel Hagen, yeah. um, and they work with the bigger wigs. But even as we were looking Which through is, their... But it's all food. Yeah, even as yeah. we were looking through their portfolio, it's all food. Mm-hmm. But not only is it all food, though... <laughs> It's actually unwrapped food. I think we're looking yeah, on like, our portfolio. It's like, like pancakes on a plate. Yeah, not like it's a nothing package of pancakes. I know it's stupid because there's no pancakes. <laughs> the worst Pink example. Pancake mix. That was the worst example I could she, have possibly. She made a box, a box of pancake mix. For <laughs> some reason, pancakes was the first food that popped. <laughs> so it is what it is. We're out where we are now. But anyway, regardless, <laughs> you're right. It's a lot of food styling, which yeah. is like a whole other beast. Which will be super fun when we have to get to that department. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna learn all the tips and tricks. There's definitely like a little bit of separation there too. Yes, yeah. you know, like a restaurant necessarily would need obviously much different. Right. Yeah, I'm like I'm pretty sure I saw like the full ass steak on their portfolio. Yeah. Like that's what it is. It's like Which burgers, like, like a noodle. box of cookies. Yeah. yeah. I'm like so. I'm not necessarily again. I think you find the photographers that you like, and they may or may not shoot that, but that's mm-hmm. not their style and that's not their focus. Here in Cleveland. Yeah. And I think that that is also a fun little factor for yeah. us. To There's a couple of like Ohio places that I kind of like follow along with. Um, Lish Creative is one out of Youngstown and there's like, she does it all like from her home studio and stuff. And it's a lot of like, she has this huge prop collection and all of these and a lot of like stop motions, which are very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a couple of people here and there that I've kind of just come across over time, but it is definitely something that I think is also kind of missing. Yeah, really like you said, Youngstown, not even Cleveland. Yeah, no, I, I know mean, that's, that's crazy. Well, and that's the thing that I think finding her really inspired me to kind of think a little bit more about branding photos, just because, like, I, it is something that living in Ohio, you're like, mm, how much can we really accomplish? But then once you kind of open the door to like products, I can, think that that's what it is. You open the door to products. Yeah, like they. Products are portable. Yeah. <laughs> Depending very on portable. her size, I guess. But I like think very portable most when products, you said if she's doing it in her house, absolutely accomplishable. Yeah, yeah, like some sort of studio space. I mean, I don't know necessarily, but it's definitely like in how in building. Yeah. <laughs> like it's definitely something that there she's doing from the inside and it's very interesting. and it's huge brand, like staples and like just huge brands and they send, you know, whatever and you do the whole thing and that's the whole process and it's like really intriguing I don't think I ever considered that like you can do it from here and that's comforting as someone who loves Cleveland <laughs> Does and I also me. don't necessarily <laughs> think I considered how many people outsource to multiple different photographers yeah um, which has always been an interesting concept to me because you're like oh let me keep my photography style but brands do use freelance photographers of different kinds yeah because not, not everyone can cl- I mean, one person can't claim to know it all. Yeah. I mean, one person is going to be better at, you know, harsh light than the other, and the other person's going to be better at styling than the other. And the other person's going to be better with people. Exactly. It's, so yeah. there's a lot of layers to it, and I think, like, it's it's correct for a brand to kind of acknowledge that and be like, not every photographer is, like, the photographer. Not everyone can do it all. Like, that's not something that anyone very should true. strive to do, because then you can't do any of it super well. Yes. Very, and I very think true. that that's a good st- it's a standpoint that I like also from being a photographer and not knowing that I can't do it all and being like okay well I don't have to because as long as I can do a couple of things really well it's going to turn out the way it needs to and that's pretty much all that's necessary I 100% agree so guys as you kind of heard we definitely are still hashing out some wonderful details of us pivoting more to become a content creation basically studio. like a brain dump just now 
<laughs> so bear with us. We very much always appreciate anyone who tunes into absolutely the, an episode of the Audacity Podcast. Um, Alex, would you say we have takeaways from this episode? Like if we could sum it up, even though we brain dumped, yeah. what would be a takeaway? I think my biggest takeaway is that the photography is necessary. And having the right vision in your photography is necessary and making sure that it aligns with what you're trying to do or the product you're trying to sell or, you know, the audience you're trying to attract, whatever else. I think to open your mind to the fact that photos are important and to definitely, I think this is also something that like older generations are not as good at as we are, but recognizing that like imagery is important and imagery that evokes a feeling is even more important and being able to kind of focus in on the fact that the images you're creating or that your brand is, you know, putting out to the world should have impact on the people that are seeing it and should make them either want to buy whatever it is or get involved with whatever your organization is doing and et cetera. I think, I think that's kind of what a lot of photographers strive to, even when there's portraits involved, it's, you want to invoke a feeling either like, a memory of your family or whatever, your wedding or whatnot. But then you also have branding doing pretty much the same thing. You want to have a feeling of even intensity or just attraction to something. I'm just telling a story, right? You're extending your story. Absolutely. To multiple touch points. That's the part that recognizing all of the different aspects of photography and the fact that they all have an impact on what you're doing and that it's 100% necessary to properly convey, like you said, your story, your image and all of that. I think that's my biggest takeaway is that it's it's necessary and it's definitely something that everyone should have, including the people who are services and just people. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, there needs to be like a face behind what's happening. I 100% agree. I think my takeaway would be more from a business owner aspect as to not get too lost <laughs> in your own company that you don't see the potential of moving past things that have served you in the past. I think that was like my hard, my hardest part, um, mm-hmm. which is normally not my thing. Normally I'm like, you evolve, you try, you blah, 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 blah. But somewhere in there I got stuck uh, and now I feel very much unstuck <laughs> and ready to pivot. And I think that it's also what I feel like I've learned the most is just like, you can slide into the DMs of pretty much anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um for them to give you a chance um, from whatever perspective you want to do. Uh, But never stop evolving your business. Never stop taking notes. Um, And I know that, like, some people may say, especially on social media, um, that you shouldn't (laughs) change often. But, like, just take note of what you're doing. And if it serves you and if it enacts a change, then lean into that change because I think it will accomplish great thing podcast next week we're inviting our april guest ethan holmes to talk about what work-life balance looks as he is building a multi-faceted company and embracing 